Hello, our little creeps and freaks. Creepies and freakies. Welcome back to part two of our Long Island serial killer episode. By the way, we're in the nick of crime. My we name are. is Courtney. And my name is Michelle. I was going to say it after that. <laughs> we're so bad at I that. I guess I could say it before. I don't know. It's you fun. know where you are. Well, yeah, true. If you're especially if you if you clicked follow. on it, click that shit. <laughs> <laughs> This is also oh. not like a normal Tuesday episode because we're releasing this the Thursday after the last episode, so. Yeah, I like it. Yes. So, we're going to just jump into this shit, Yeah, just man. jump into it. We're not going to have a current event or anything because yeah. it's nope. a part two. Yep, and it's in the same week, so current event counts for yeah. one week. You get one week. One so go back and listen week. to episode one, <laughs> uh, part yeah. one. Please listen to episode one. It's not like you'd be completely lost without but there are ties yes between so please listen to part one if you haven't so where i left off we had talked about the disappearance of shannon gilbert and her 911 call and how while they were searching for shannon gilbert they came across another female body that police weren't even looking for so that brings us into where we are now so the gilgo four are what is what they were dubbed the four females that they found in quick succession wow words are hard let me start this over because i'm dumb (laughs) Uh, not even close but okay okay i am but thank you so these women were named the gilgo four they were the four females that were found in quick succession of another after the first female was found while the search for shannon gilbert was on so these are the four fi- four victims that authorities believe that they can definitively link to the Long Island serial killer. Okay. Keep that in mind while I talk about all this because that's kind of wild. Because there's so much else besides just these four women. It's wild. So, Gilgo Beach, just to give some background, it's essentially just a long road that spans for miles. And it is on Long Island. And really, police and commentators believe that it was the perfect dumping ground for a serial killer because of how like we talked about in part one how the reeds and like the trench and the marsh that's back behind these houses conceals these bodies because no one even knew these bodies were there and they were out in the open for all intents and purposes but because of how all this marshland is and everything they were concealed pretty Mm -hmm. well so These victims were all found in December of 2010 along Gilgo Beach. So they were about three miles from where Shannon Gilbert's body was found. Just to provide some... Explanation? No, perspective. That's what I'm trying to say. (laughs) This is why I can't do two-part episodes. Because my brain slowly starts to shut down and it just goes... I'm sorry. (laughs) Are you laughing at my dumbness? You know, or the fact that I you reacted. Down? It, was, it was like what I did when we had to do the double episode and I was like shutting down and yeah, like, like you literally down. called me like an animatronic. <laughs> yeah. Like that's exactly what I'm sorry. At least I caught the word faster than I usually do. Perspective. <laughs> sorry. Today's word is perspective <laughs> okay schoolhouse rock let's go <laughs> oh, sorry. Anyway. 
I'll be posting maps and pictures and everything just to kind of get an idea because it's perfect. It's kind of weird. It's like you can, I know I had something in mind when I would think of Gilgo Beach in this area and it's completely different from oh, what I pictured. Yeah. When I think I first imagined it, I literally just thought of like, like a small beach. I'll just think of like, like almost like a crescent shaped island. <laughs> like, shut up. Shut up. And he's just making like a circle with her hands. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. Okay. <laughs> She's just like putting her fingers together. I'm sure you can hear that in the mic. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Finish what the fuck you guys Sorry, I just imagine like a cre- I just imagine like a crescent shaped island with like one road. Yeah, pretty much. Tis not. It is a long, long fucking road. Long Island. Name makes sense. And there are different beaches <laughs> along this long fucking island. <laughs> I just think of a wiener. <laughs> it's not a long island, Courtney. <laughs> it is if you only use your hand. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Sorry. We always get slap happy on the second episode. Yeah, and it's getting late, so. <laughs> All right, keep Here it up, girl. Are. <laughs> okay, back to seriousness. So, the first of the four to disappear was a woman named Marine Bernard Barnes. She was 25 years old at the time of her disappearance. Oh, and so she, young. Yeah, exactly. And she went missing in June of 2007. So, try to remember these time frames that these women are disappearing as I'm talking about them. Okay, wait, before you continue, yes. when did, oh my. Shannon Gilbert. Thank you, I just May 1st of 2010 is when she disappeared. Okay, so this next girl that we have is 20, or Seven. 20, oh, Two, yeah, 2007. She oh. went missing. Numbers are hard. Yeah. <laughs> she went missing in June of 2007. Okay. Her body was found in 2010. That was a year after I graduated high school. That's terrifying. <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, not for me. Like, terrifying. Yeah. Like, it's just terrifying to think, like, correlation-wise. Uh, wow. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. mind-blowing. Okay. Absolutely. <clears throat> so, Maureen was from Connecticut originally. Um, she had been working as a sex worker in New York City at the time of her disappearance. So, her and a friend named Sarah would often work together. And they were working in New York City um, when... At this time. And at one point, her friend Sarah decided to go home. She felt like she had kind of worked enough. She had made enough money. So she decided to go back to Connecticut. Maureen, though, decided to stay back to make some more money because she had actually just um, had her purse stolen while she was in Manhattan. And so she was really strapped for cash. I know. So she needed. Stop stealing people's shit and make your own goddamn money. Exactly. That's what I say all the time. So, Maureen was actually lured away on a job without a driver. So, keep all this in mind as we talk about these women. Maureen and Sarah usually maintained really close contact with one another while they were on jobs. Um, But this one was unusual. Sarah didn't hear from her. It was just really out of the ordinary from what they typically practiced to keep each other safe. You know, that was just a great practice that they had when they were Mm -hmm. going out on these jobs. So, 
after Maureen disappeared, Sarah actually got a call from a blocked number, and the man on the line said that Maureen was at, quote, I'm quoting, I'm not saying this, was at a, quote, whorehouse in Queens, end quote. And that, I'm pretty sure, was all that he said. Okay, first off, knock it off, you assholes, exactly. with the derogatory words. Exactly. Not fucking necessary. But yep. second, that's creepy. And exactly. highly suspicious. Yep, exactly. <clears throat> and just to reiterate again, because I talked about this in part one, that there's such a misconception that sex workers are just always isolated, not with their families, that they're always, you know, in these unfavorable circumstances, things like this. But Maureen's sister, Melissa Can, was interviewed by 48 Hours, and she just emphasized how much she is missed, how much her family loves her, how much her family cares for her. So think about that. When these sex workers go missing, they are humans. Yes. They are not to be discarded like they are trash. And I want to further reiterate that she was not really being looked for. Mm. So please think about that. Everyone that's listening, please think about that. The next of the Go-Go Four is a woman named Melissa Bartholomew. She was 24 years old when she went missing in July of 2009. A couple years later. Maureen was June of 2007. Melissa is July of 2009. Shane Gilbert, May of 2010. So, like I said, keep these months in your mind. So, Melissa grew up around the Buffalo, New York area. Lynn, Melissa's mother, said that she was the happiest little girl. She was always happy. She loved hugging people. She loved helping people. She said if someone would be doing dishes as a little girl, she'd be like, oh my gosh, let me help. And she wanted to help. Do the dishes. Mm -hmm. That's just like the sweetest little kid thing that you always have. It's like pulling teeth to get a kid to do dishes. I hate dishes. Yeah. And she was just such a beautiful, vibrant girl. It just just absolutely emanated from her and all the pictures that I've seen of her. And again, we're going to be adding more content to our Patreon, so I'm going to post as many pictures as I can of these women because they were all beautiful. Absolutely. And that does not make, you know, their deaths anything more than anyone else's, but you could just tell that their beauty shined inside and out. Oh, I love it. Yes. So... Melissa finished high school, and she actually ended up getting her degree in cosmetology. She wanted to move to New York City as well, and she wanted to open up her salon one day. So she was trying to cut her teeth as a stylist in New York City, and it's hard. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, like, I can't even imagine. competitive. Oh, that is cutthroat. It's yeah. not even competitive. Yeah. That's cutthroat. Exactly, because people think that New York has so many salons and everything. They are high-end salons. It's not like out here in smaller towns where you have, like, Fantastic Sam's, cross cutters, whatever. <laughs> but it's very competitive. It's hard. It's hard to get started there. And especially because she was working to open her own salon. So she was starting from the ground running. Double timing. Exactly. So unfortunately, she was having trouble making ends meet. And because of this, she started to work as a sex worker. Her family actually had no idea that she was in the sex work field. Um, but she remained very close with them the whole time. Again, I want to hone in. They were humans. They loved their families. Their families loved them. They had a home. They had a place to land. So the day of her death, Melissa let her boyfriend know that she had been offered a $1,000 job out on Long Island. Her boyfriend wanted to drive her, but she refused to let him. 
She wouldn't give any details to him aside from the general location and that it was a high-paying job. So her landlord saw her sitting out on the curb after midnight and then saw her walk away. And that was actually the last time that anyone that anyone knows of saw her because they don't know who she went with. And no one saw her after that. And this is the only time she went on a job without a driver. Oh, my heart breaks. I know. <clears throat> so Melissa's remains were actually the first of the Gilgo Four to be found. So she's the one that they originally thought was Shannon. Exactly. Oh. So she was the first to be found. Oh, my heart. It gets even worse. So Melissa's actually the one that we know most about, aside from Shannon Gilbert and all of this. But Melissa's 15-year-old sister, Amanda, was her best friend they were nine years apart and melissa was kind of like a mother figure to her but they were so close and melissa's mother had been interviewed a few times on it and she would say like they would gang up on her like they were so close to one another and it was very clear that her sister looked up to melissa Mm -hmm. so much and saw her as a role model and that should not be lessened at all by the fact that she was in sex work no absolutely not it has nothing to do with who she is as a person i think people try to they always try to put they always try to put that stigma Mm -hmm. on it like yes you know it's a bad profession so you're a bad person it's a bad profession so you're obviously a drug addict it's Mm -hmm. a bad profession so you're a sex addict no that's not the case but like sure there are cases of it Mm -hmm. but for the most part they're just like you and me exactly it's work for them i just sit behind a computer yeah exactly so after melissa's death her sister amanda started getting phone calls from Melissa's phone, but it wasn't Melissa on the line. So it was what was described as a middle-aged man who they assumed to be her killer. He would tell her things that would make her think that he was going to come and find her and that she was going to be next. He would call from really heavily populated areas to make it harder to ping the phone calls because he knew that these calls wouldn't triangulate as effectively in higher populated areas as they would in more desolate areas. So he was very strategic about where and when he would make these phone calls. He would stay on the phone for less than three minutes, and he would ask Amanda if she planned on becoming a, quote, prostitute, unquote, again, not my words, as well. And he would ask if she was a, quote, whore, end quote. Again, not Despicable piece of scum, shut the fuck up. Disgusting piece of shit. On the very last call that Amanda received, he asked her if she thought that she would see her sister again. Before she could even answer, he said that he had already killed her. And he said that he was going to, quote, watch her body rot, end quote. Oh, that makes me want to, like, literally unchuck. It literally makes every single nerve ending in my body tingle in the worst way. Like, it's got my blood pressure up so high right now, I I just want to... And the swing. fact that we don't know who this is. It's disgusting. What's even more disgusting is the fact that you, from what I can gather so far, we've got three girls now who all went missing in the same gated community because that's what the entire Long Island is, right? Well, where the other girls went, <clears throat> to my understanding, only like the Oak Beach area is part of where the rest of them were found that was the gated community. Gilgo isn't, as far as oh, I know. Okay. I could be wrong. I'll find that out for sure, but I haven't heard that Gilgo, any part of it was gated specifically. Mm. But it also sounded like Oak Beach was not hard to get in and out of at all. No, it doesn't sound like it. No. I mean, if you can literally roll up and you're not from there, like... Yeah. exactly. 
So, okay. yeah. So, I don't know. The third of the Gilgo Four is a woman named Megan Waterman. She was 22 at the time of her disappearance, and she went missing June 6th of 2010. So, you've got June, July, June. And then Shannon Gilbert was May. So, if you think about that. And she went missing after Shannon Gilbert did. I was going to say, so we've got one going missing after Shannon. Mm-hmm. 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 In the same year, though. So yeah. we've got a... Okay, gotcha. Yep. So she was living in Maine at the time of her disappearance, and she would commute out to New York to do sex work, much like Maureen, the first girl that I talked about, would. So the last time she was seen, she was seen leaving a Holiday Inn Express in Hophog, New York, um, which was also on Long Island. She had taken a job and left the hotel to meet with her client. What was very strange about this is that she didn't take any of her belongings. She didn't take her purse. She didn't take her phone. So now here we have at least two victims, right, Mm -hmm. that aren't bringing any of their belongings and are being secretive about where they're going. Right. I don't believe Maureen had a phone because of when her purse got stolen. So she didn't either. Yeah. So I'm not sure if she was just talking to this client through the hotel phone where she was staying at in New York. I believe that was, or maybe with her friend Sarah's phone. I'm not 100% sure. Um, but yeah, so all three of them at this point did not have phones with them. Okay. So Megan actually had a daughter named Lily. Um, I'm not, I don't remember exactly what age Lily was when her mother went missing, but she was, she was young. I know she was because I think she was. I want to say she's under the age of five, right? Yeah, I think she was like four, I believe. Yeah. When she went missing. Um, She was actually also interviewed by 48 Hours, and she said that she misses her mother every day in that, quote, no one can replace her or come above her, end quote. That's a precious thing to say. So, again, all of these women have had people that cared about them. They're people. And we're looking for them, and we're missing them. Like, you literally ripped a mother away from her daughter. Exactly. You ripped away daughters from their mothers and sisters and brothers and fathers and families, like... Yep. It's ridiculous. Exactly. The last of the Yogo Four to go missing was a woman named Amber Costello. She was 27 when she went missing in September of 2010. Wow. So you got May, June, September Mm -hmm. of 2010. Yep. That's a fast turnaround. Right. Right. So Amber Costello also disappeared from Long Island after she went to meet a client. She took a job from a client that offered her $1,500 for the one job. The client kept calling her to make her more comfortable and to groom her, essentially. And Amber's roommate, she had a male roommate. I want to say his name was Tyler, maybe. Um, But he wanted to drive her to the job, but she declined. So if you think about this, it was the same thing with Melissa and her boyfriend. And he also wanted her to take her phone, and she said no. She said that it wasn't what the client wanted. So again, all four of our victims of the Gilgo Four did not have their phones with them. So the client picked her up down the street from her house. And she also left behind all of her belongings. So she didn't have her purse with her, didn't have her phone with her, nothing. So... What a piece of shit. Right. Like, I don't even know who the fuck this guy is. I know. Well, I mean, I guess it could be a girl, too. I'm not going to try to judge. But at the end of the day, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I want to also add that 
all four of these women were working off of Craigslist. Oh. Who else was also working off of Craigslist? Shannon Gilbert. Shannon Gilbert. Oh my god, my heart hurts. Right. So okay. keep that in mind. <clears throat> so police, of course, failed to take the situation seriously. And they didn't even make a profile of the killer early on. Why? Again, it's because they're sex workers and everybody puts them below people and I don't understand it. There's even more layers, girl. Oh, God. Even okay. more layers. I'm not ready for this. Yep. Okay. So, obviously, people believe that this hindered the investigation from the jump. Oh, absolutely. Why would you not try to create a profile? I understand if you can only give limited things. Giving a profile to the public is literally the whole fucking point. To be like, this is the MO of this person. This is what to keep an eye out for. Use clues. Use your investigation tactics. Not only that, but who the make fuck is doing this. people aware and exactly. at least so that it doesn't happen again. Yeah, exactly. But it's like they're making them think, oh, you're not a sex worker. You're fine. That's what it seems like to me. So they're like, as long as you're not a sex worker, you're fine. It doesn't matter for the rest of you. It's deplorable. It is. It's absolutely fucking disgusting. So then, so let me go back. I believe it was... Watching you scroll through all your papers. Dude, I have so many notes. So all of these victims were found in December of 2010. So again, just to kind of go back. Holy shit. So you've got 2007, 2009, yeah, and then three in 2010, and then December of 10. So between September and December, you find all these bodies. So yeah, just to bring it all together... Marine Brainard Barnes was the first one to go missing, missing June of 2007. Then Melissa Bartholomew, missing July of 2009. Then we've got Megan Waterman, missing June of 2010. Amber Costello, missing September of 2010. And then if you, like me, believe that Shannon Gilbert was also a part of this. I absolutely do. May of 2010. So May, so we've got June, July, August, September, October, November, December, seven months after Shannon Gilbert went missing. So even after Shannon Gilbert was killed, two of these other women... Women are killed. ...are killed. Oh. Yes. So... And the fact that they're all sex workers is not a coincidence. And they were all sex workers working off of Craigslist. And they were all lured with high-dollar clients all over $1,000. It is not... They are not unrelated. I don't understand. I do not fucking understand. Like, the only thing police are like, these four women, the four Gilgo women, believe they were all related. But they think Shannon Gilbert was completely accidental and not even related. How in the fuck? Like, yes, Shannon had her phone. Shannon had her purse. I don't believe... Actually, I'm going to wait to that. I'm going to get to that for theories later. I don't want to dive into that quite yet. So, the worst part is that the next spring, the remains of six... Other victims were found. Oh, shit. I forgot about that. Yes. Were found along Ocean Parkway. So this is the street where Barbara Brennan... Sorry. (laughs) This is the street where Barbara Brennan, who, if you'll remember, was the woman that called 911 when Shannon Gilbert was running down the road. This is the street that she lived on. So this woman calls 911 and doesn't even realize she's got six bodies in her backyard? Apparently not. Well, I'm I'm not saying her specific backyard, but like... yeah. On that street, are we... Right. So, again, I'm going to post as many pictures of the environment. I have maps. I have everything that I'm going to post. Courtney and I touched on this in the first part, but the residents of Oak Beach were complete dicks 
about this. They were just so inconvenienced by the searches. They were sick of hearing about it. They didn't want anything to fucking do with it. I'm sorry, there are bodies. Bodies. Multiple. In your area. Right. And you're not You're not concerned about that? I would be fucking hella concerned. So the, the fact that none of you bitches are concerned about this makes me think that you're in some weird, like, Twilight Zone fucking shit. And you're all doing some bad shit. Oh, they and probably don't the all like around. get together and do orgies every fucking weekend. Well, it was, I guess, like back in the day, it was a big drug spot. This area. Oh, I'm sure big it was. Big time. You have to remember that, like, everyone automatically assumes that drugs are like low lives. No. But most of the time, drugs are a bad problem with people who have money because you but got the money to buy the even, expensive shit. This place wasn't. It's not even like a high class neighborhood. It's really like. It's right next to to a high-class neighborhood, though. Yeah, but, like, Oak Beach specifically is, like, I would say, like, upper-middle-class, maybe. Like, they're nicer houses, but it's not like they're, like, mansions or anything. Like, Well, you don't have to be mansions. You just have to have money. Yeah. And if you're, like, upper-class, upper-middle-class, like, you're gonna have that kind of money. Yeah, but this area got a reputation either way, like, in the 70s and 80s. Well, it's got a reputation with me of being a bunch of douchebags. All right. So... Now I want to talk about the modus operandi of the Long Island serial killer. So we're kind of looking at this in the spans of the Gilgo Four specifically. Because like I said, that is specifically the four that they can say definitively are part of it. Yes. Okay. So all the victims were in their 20s. All the Gilgo Four were sex workers who are currently working off of Craigslist. Like I said, their skeletons were fully intact. All of them. This will be important kind of with the other stuff that I talk about. But all the women were described as being very petite. They were on the lower end of the five foot mark and were all close to like 100 pounds, low 100 pounds. And they all had hazel or green eyes too. So definitely had a type. Yes, absolutely. Jeez. Ted Bundy, anybody? Right. (laughs) So the former Suffolk County Police Chief, or Chief of Detectives, I apologize, Dominic Verone said that the killer went through online ads to find a specific type of woman. Would sift through until he found what he was looking for. All were taken from the June to September time frame. So all technically in the summer months. All of the women were lured by themselves and had been offered over $1,000 for their work. He knew this would be hard to turn down. So that's why it was offered. Well, yeah, anybody off is offered even 500 bucks. Yeah. You're like, hell yeah. to the yeah, let's exactly. go. Exactly. He got all of the women to leave their personal belongings behind. Oh. All of the women were wrapped in burlap. Oh, taking what us I said, back to the dude that's exactly. got the... That's why I said to keep nursery. that in mind. Yes. So I mentioned in the Shannon Gilbert... And he's Gilbert, the one who killed himself, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. So I mentioned in the Shannon Gilbert portion that she had been involved with a very high-dollar client named Jim Bissett, and his father owned a nursery in New York, and it had burlap sacks all around. That's not anything definitive. It just is weird. It's a very strange connection, especially with the fact that he killed himself Yes. very soon after Shannon was discovered. Yes. So if you remember, Jim Bissett actually committed suicide the day after Shannon was found, after her body was found. Granted, she was found a year and a half after she disappeared, However, the day after she was found, he killed himself, and he was involved with her. Yeah, because she was his, like, side piece, kind of. Yeah, he, like, he was a client of hers. Yeah. Yeah. A consistent client, from Mm -hmm. what I remember. Yes, because she was trying to get into a higher dollar market, 
in the um, sex work industry. So, which mad props, girl? Do yeah, you? absolutely, absolutely. So, they had also all been strangled, and the bodies were all roughly five hundred feet apart, and were all almost side by side, so lined up, but roughly five hundred feet apart from one another. That's strange. So he was literally going back because these bodies still hadn't been found in from 2007. Were they just above ground? 2010. In the burlap sacks or were they buried? They No, they were above ground. But like I said, that terrain out there is... Is crazy. Yeah. No, I was just wondering if he buried them Mm -hmm. and then I was like, that's very strange and precise to literally bury them like that. But they were in the burlap sacks and they really kind of blended in. And this is an area that... Unless you were looking from an aerial point of view, you wouldn't really see any obstructions unless you're, like, running through this area or going through it. But there weren't any roads, and it's not like anyone was ever commonly in them. It's not like a place where you would go and take a walk, take a hike, you know, whatever. It just was opportunistic. So he was going back to the spot, the first one in 2007, second one in 2009, the other two in 2010, going back to the same spot. That's a serial killer, For three years. Yes, and that is a very specific M.O., Oh, very. Very. Very calculated. So, as I mentioned, by the next spring, so this was May of 2011 at this point, so about a year after Shane and Gilbert went missing, okay. police uncovered the remains of six other people, aside from the Gilgo Four. So this, at this point, brought the total of ten sets of remains, not including Shane and Gilbert's, um, because her remains hadn't even been found yet at this point. So they're looking for Shannon. And they found literally ten found bodies 10 point. bodies. Yes, while they were looking for Shannon Gilbert. Oh, my God. Yes. So. And you're going to tell me this, I'm sure, but they're telling us that they're not connected? Mm-hmm. They think that the Gil go forward by one killer and that everybody else is by something else and that Shannon Gilbert was an accident. Uh, oh. I'll get I into can't. some other things. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> I'm just, like, trying to wrap my head around that because mm-hmm. I'm like, how... Do you not connect? I don't know what kind of people they're breeding out here. That's what I would like to know. Right. Like, how do you not connect six, four, and one, like, in the same fucking area? It's a it's a goddamn island, mm-hmm. y'all. Like, you yeah. should not have 11 bodies on an mm-hmm. island. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. I do believe that it was two different killers in some aspects. And I will get into okay. that. So, police, obviously, don't necessarily believe that all of them are connected, The main reason is that the other bodies were dismembered. So the... Okay, so MO changes. Right. Gotcha. So the other victims are as follows. There was a John Doe. He was an unidentified Asian male. I say possibly transgender. I'm not being... Discriminatory? Yeah, I'm I'm not trying to discriminate. I'm not being disrespectful. But it's because I'd heard some reports. There were reports that it was just... A male that was in female clothing. There are some reports that they were transgender. So I just want to make sure I'm covering all those bases oh, to absolutely. be respectful. Out of respect, yes. Exactly. So um, they were actually beaten to death. And this was... Um, they were found April 4th of 2011. I do remember if this was the missing date or the found date. Because I just put it... This is the found date, so I apologize. They were found April 4th of 2011. The next is a woman named Jessica Taylor. She went missing, they believe, around 2003. That's kind of what they could track it back to. She was found March 29th of 2011. Jessica Taylor was also working as a sex worker, taking jobs off of Craigslist. Uh, 
Well, it said the internet, but I'm pretty sure it was Craigslist. Either way, oh, this one's this part is tough. So just to let you know, the next little bit is going to be tough. The next couple minutes, so I would scrub ahead a little bit if you aren't for that. I mean, this whole thing has been tough, but this is kind of the more gruesome part. So Jessica Taylor, they had found other parts of her remains at one beach and then other parts at Gilgo Beach. Her hands and skull were found on Gilgo Beach. And then her torso was found 45 miles away in Manorville, also on Long Island, but a different part of Long Island. Dismembered and thrown around. Oof. Yes. So scattering of the dismembered parts. Mm. So fucking disrespectful. I can't. So the next is who they called Jane Doe number three. There was another Jane Doe that they found that I didn't really get details on, but this one was Jane Doe number three. She was found April 4th of 2011. She was found on Jones Beach, which if you remember, that's where Shannon Gilbert originally thought that she was. thought she was there, yeah. Yeah. So again, I have that on one of my maps that I'm going to post, the approximate distance between Gilgo and Jones Beach and Oak Beach and all that stuff. (sighs) The worst part is that there was a toddler that was believed to be killed with Jane Doe, also found on April 4th, 2011. But the toddler was found 10 miles east of Jane Doe number three on Gilgo Beach. They were both wearing similar jewelry, which is why they believed that they were related and it made police believe that they were linked. But they were never able to find any identification or identify these people. Genealogy DNA, let's go. I know, I hope so. I think the decomposition was unfortunately very bad in these ones, but those two, the Asian male, still have not been identified to this day. Then there was another Jane Doe that was found. A skull and teeth were found on the outskirts of Gilgo Beach for this one. Oh God, this one makes me sick. And then legs had been found on Fire Island. A DNA match was actually done and matched the legs to the skull and teeth. What is crazy is that the legs were found in 1996. And then the skull and teeth were found in 2011. And they were able to DNA match those. Fucking insane. Right. Sorry, I'm calculating. Yeah. And computing. Wow, that's... Mm Mm-hmm. 15 years. Oof. Yeah. I don't... I'm speechless at this point. I know. I know. Like, somehow this Mm -hmm. shit gets darker. That's the wild thing. So then from here, there were also five or six other bodies that were found between Gilgo Beach and Manorville. So Manorville is what I mentioned with the Jane Doe that had been found. Um, Or I'm sorry, not the Jane Doe. It was Jessica Taylor, that part. uh, Her torso. Her torso was there, yeah. Yes. Um, But it's also unknown if any of these are related. And either way... The total count is as high as 16 bodies that they found in all of this was between 2010 and 2011. All of this. And literally between three beaches on an island. Yeah. And Long Island uh, is And very, there's one on Fire Island, wherever yeah. that's at. But. And Long Island is very expansive, to be clear. It's very expansive. Like, one into another, I think it's like three hours to get 
to drive from one end to another. I mean, I get that, but it's still an island, y'all. Like, mm-hmm. the fact that there's that many bodies there. But the thing is, there's one road in. And run road out. out. That's what I'm saying. Yep. Like, yeah. you gotta bring them in. There's shit going on, man. Shit going on. <sighs> okay. Yeah. So, obviously, there's fucking something going on. Obviously. So, police surmised that they were dealing with serial killer. Duh. That had been active for over a decade at this point. But the thing is, how many fucking people is this? Because it's very clear that the Gilgo Four, and in my opinion, Shane and Gilbert, were one person. But then there's ideas that it could be one other or multiple others for these other cases because they differed so much. Thinking about what all could be happening. What in the fuck is happening? Who is doing this? There are a lot of people that wondered if it was one killer that changed MOs. It that happened. Evolved. Exactly. Like, didn't Ted Bundy change his MO at one point? Yeah, kind of, yeah. And then, was it BTK changed his multiple times every time? Fucking Golden State right Killer did the same yep. thing. Absolutely, because the Golden State Killer started out with just rapes and then escalated to killings late in the game. And then his killings the even changed. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So... There are people that wonder if the MO changed because the initial manner of the killings was too messy. The initial victims that were being dismembered. They believe that, you know, the killers started, they moved to strangulation because it was cleaner. There and wasn't... I, I feel like they also moved to just women because I bet you that male Jane Doe was probably a handful. I... That's why I wonder, though, if that Jane Doe was actually transgender. And was uh, mistaken true. for a that's female. True. And again, I am not being derogatory no, at absolutely all. It just not. is really what I want. We're just like trying because to... Because that is the only suspected male of any of them. So I I believe that they were mistaken as a female or they identified as female. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but to my understanding, they were quite a small person. So I don't know. I mean, if they're if they've got the, the muscular structure mm-hmm. and, and skeletal stru- structure of a male... Yeah. They're going to be a lot stronger than us, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, so, absolutely. I think mm-hmm. I think that they probably gave the killer a run for their money. Right. No doubt. No right. matter what size they were. Right. What bugs me, though, is that some police are in the camp of thinking that it's one killer that evolved over time. I'm like, you can't have your cake and eat it, too. Y'all are sitting here like, yeah, they're not linked. But then, maybe it is one killer. Yeah, how do you not time. link them if you think it's one killer? I think their opinion just changed over time, so I don't fucking know. But that theory makes sense because the victims that were dismembered stopped after a certain point prior right. to the Gilgo Four. So makes sense. It makes sense to me as well. So during the investigation into all of these killings, all of them collectively, the Suffolk County Police Department got a new police chief, James Burke. James Burke. Remember this bitch's name. When the new chief of police was hired. He ended cooperation with the FBI and did the cases right away. So many believed, understandably, that this caused detrimental slowdowns into the investigations. Duh. And there's also speculation that Burke was trying to deter the FBI due to his own unsavory bullshit. Honestly, that's what came to my mind first. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know what his unsavory bullshit is because I Uh, don't remember it. Just you wait, little cupcake. Off the top of my head, that's the first thing I think of. He's covering something. Yep. He's a fucking piece of shit. Oh, 
lovely. So in December of 2012, so now we're in 2012. 2012, so we're another year yeah, after. Yeah, year-ish. Okay. Yeah. A man named Christopher Loeb broke into Chief Burke's police cruiser. So he was known as a thief who was also a drug addict too. So people were just like, tried to dismiss him, but whatever. So thing is, Loeb stole a bag from the chief's cruiser because he liked to steal shit. He's a petty thief. He's like, cool. So it actually contained Burke's gun belts along with Porn and sex toys. Oh. All kinds. All kinds. Why do you even have those in your fucking uh, cruiser? Yeah. What the fuck do you Keep need it those in for your fucking... when you're working? Absolutely. Keep it in your nightstand, dude, yeah. like the rest of us. Right. Like, what the fuck are you I doing? I just threw myself under the bus with that, but I really don't care because it's true. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It's kind of a home thing. Keep it at or home. A, Keep your kinky a, side at home. Or a behind closed doors thing, if you will. What are you doing while you're on shift? You taking some girl into the bathroom? Like, mm-hmm. 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 oh my God. Yep. So People wonder why we have trust issues with the cops. Yeah. So <laughs> the fuckery continues. Oh, and shit. When Loeb was taken into the police station, he was chained to the floor and he was being interrogated and they began to beat him. Okay, y'all, beating went wailed out with, like, the 1800s. Him. Like, what exactly. the fuck? They wailed on him. We do not interrogate like that. Yeah. And so I... Even though I'd I like heard, to, but still. <laughs> I heard two different takes. One was that Burke was the one responsible for beating him, and one that the detectives that were in there first beat him and then let Burke into the room. Either way, it was at his direction, I can guarantee oh, you. Oh, absolutely. So he then came into the interrogation room. He's just pissed that his kinky ass shit got put out Mm -hmm. in the open. Because he's got shit to hide. So, the FBI investigated the incident, thank God, and a massive cover-up was trying to take place within the Suffolk County Police Department. So, during this time, many people say that the Lisk case, Long Island Serial Killer acronym, if you didn't know, along with many other major cases at the time, fell by the wayside because of this bullshit. And Burke was trying to save his own ass and stay out of prison. So he's just like, me, 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 me. Yeah, because he doesn't want to go to prison because if you're a cop and you go to prison, Mm -hmm. like, you're fucking screwed. Yep. So, great thing is, this motherfucker pled guilty in 2016 to conspiracy to obstruct justice and for violation of Christopher Loeb's rights. Hell fucking yeah. Because the FBI actually believed this guy. Like, he was a druggie and and a petty thief. And... Most of the time, people would just dismiss him, and they actually believed him because he had fucking evidence. He had clearly been beaten while in the protective custody. I don't say protective custody like I, that's the difference, but like he should have been protected in custody. Right. Again, we police. live in a country where you're innocent right. until proven guilty. Right. And the bag of happy fuckery that he had too. Pleasure fuckery. Yeah. <laughs> so he was actually federally sentenced. Which is good, Ooh. but only to 46 months in prison. I was going to say, because usually if you plead guilty, you get a lesser sentence. Yeah. I'm just glad he was federally convicted. So. Absolutely. Because the FBI got him, bitch. Oof. Go FBI. <laughs> Go FBI. So, things finally start to kind of have a happier light, possible progress in this shit. In 2015, so kind of when all the stupid Burke shit was happening, but obviously his ass was off. <laughs> of the force at that point. But in 2015, a new commissioner named Tim Sinney 
came on for Suffolk County and he started a brand new task force and he brought the FBI onto the case to look into Let's all of the go. shit. Exactly. He gave the FBI 100% full access to everything. Should have done that from the start. But exactly. Thank you. Every single fucking piece of evidence. So now, with the help of the FBI, the Suffolk County Police Department is working on an actual in-depth profile of the Long Island serial killer. I still don't think it's come out because I haven't seen an actual official profile of him. I don't know. So then, in 2018, a woman named Geraldine Hart became the Suffolk County Police Commissioner. Okay. Hart had previously been an an FBI agent. Okay. Yep. And then she also worked to keep the FBI involved with it. Okay. Yep. (laughs) She, She firmly believes that the FBI not being consistently involved was... A major hindrance to it. And oh, absolutely. Fucked it, pretty much. So her office actually released photos of evidence regarding the case, which had never been released. Were in evidence this entire time, but were never released. But one thing that they were able to kind of give as possibly a piece of evidence that when there's really nothing else is that there was a black leather belt with the letters HM embossed on it. Um, and police believe that the belt either belonged to or was handled by the killer. So they don't believe that it belonged to any of the victims. So that's something. And it seems like they have jack shit for anything else. Because I haven't heard anything else. So, <laughs> with all of that, I'm going to get into some other theories. Because that's all we got at this point, is theories. Wait, is any one of the people that we think could have killed them have the initials hm they literally don't have a single actual suspect in this case that i know of no i was just talking about like from shannon gilbert oh and uh-uh there's hackett but that's his last name peter is his first name um joe his last name starts with a b brewer i think it was his name um jim bissett yeah that's no. the only other people because they have no idea who the go before went with. There's literally no one that they can link Crazy. to them. Crazy. Yeah. Okay. It's literally like a phantom. Too bad they can't get into Craigslist and track it because if they were communicating That's what I'm saying. Shit's through, like the dark web. Well, I, I used to have to use Craigslist yeah. for real estate when I worked in it. Mm-hmm. And in order to like communicate with people, yeah. there's there's a trail. But usually just emails, and so it has to go through the emails. And they looked into Shannon's emails and everything. I know they did. Yeah. Oh, I just feel like Craigslist should have something. I know. Okay. Maybe they will. I don't know. Because in the grand scheme of things, this wasn't that long ago. Not really, no. When you think about other really prolific serial killer cases, it really wasn't that long ago. This is a very, very recent. Yeah. If you really think about it. Okay. Hoping... With everything in me, that some traction actually happens on Absolutely. this case. Absolutely. Because the new commissioner was elected in 2018, so that was oh, not so long not ago. Oh, so not too far yeah. long ago. Okay. Not even five years ago at this point. So, yeah. Theories. I've kind of touched a little bit on some of these, but this is just kind of going into all of the theories that I've been able to find of who someone, who people think could have done this. Obviously not a specific person, but kind of giving profile. Okay. So, obviously, there's speculation that there was more than one serial killer due to the variances of the victims, of the methodologies, all of that stuff. Some people believe that the Gilgo Four were from one serial killer and that the unidentified male, the Jane Doe, and the toddler 
were separate and then that the other ones were even separate from there. But I want to also bring in Jessica Taylor, who was one of the other six bodies that were found not associated with either of these groups, who had her torso at one point, her head and her hands at another point. Yeah. She was also working as an escort, or I'm sorry, as a sex worker offline. More fucking odds of that. So, just putting that in there, because what the hell. Um, officials also believe that Shannon's case was accidental and unrelated, like I've said many times at this point. However, it's so coincidental that she was a sex worker working off of Craigslist, like these other women. Yeah. And I just believe that she wasn't, it was either that the serial killer wasn't planning on killing her, or that she was lured by someone else to the killer. And that's why she kept saying, they are trying to kill me. Maybe Joseph Brewer convinced her that Michael Pack was the one that was trying to kill her. I don't know. But there's no fucking way that that is a coincidence. There is no fucking way. And it seems to me like Shannon was a very headstrong, like, my way or the highway woman. So I almost feel like even if... The serial killer was like, don't bring your phone. Don't have someone yeah. drive you. She was like, fuck you. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to do it anyway. I wouldn't be surprised. And I think shit went awry. My yeah. personal opinion. I wouldn't be surprised. Honestly, at all. And then if you remember, her family got that second autopsy report, which reported damage through her hyoid bone. Which is the same thing as the others. It's exactly it's strangulation. The four were all strangled. Or asphyxiation. Seriously. And the time frame of it. She was literally... In, in between, the time frame, yes, of the Gilgo Four. So, which smack in the middle, two, actually, yes, of the which, four. Exactly, because she was after the first two and, and before, before the last two. two. What the fuck? What the fuck? How, you, Seriously. Even if there are two serial killers yeah. on that, they're not going to be crossing dumping grounds. Exactly. And it could be that there were two killers doing the same thing. Like, they were working together. True. But I, I didn't think, think about that. Yeah. But I think that Shannon's was just, it didn't go as planned. Yeah, I think I think, it, I think it fucked up whoever yeah. was trying to yeah. do it. I think for one reason or another, her just didn't go as planned as the other girls did, but she still unfortunately lost her life. Sadly. However, the search for her is what started this. Identified these other victims. My gosh. I'm Except s- for the other Jane Doe's and the John Doe. But yeah. still found them. Yeah. Brought this problem to light. And maybe because years no down the road when we can cared. find a way to pull DNA, we can find right. who out. There's got to be something. Has to be. I just think, unfortunately, the conditions of the Martian, because it went through, you know, either one winter or a few winters and just how oh, yeah, the temperatures vary in New York. Yeah. I just think, unfortunately, the decomp was very bad on all of them. Oof. But, again, holding out hope. I really am. I, I do feel like this is going to get solved. It may be decades down the road, but I absolutely do believe that it will. So, like I kind of hinted at, one of the theories, like, if there are multiple killers, are they working together possibly? Or is it just a matter of this location being opportune? Because it kind of seems like a haven for killers to dump bodies. I mean, yes and no. Like, I... Okay, I'm going to try to put myself inside of their heads. Yeah. Right? Yep. I would, if I was doing this, which I would never do it, but anyway, if I was doing this, I don't think I would want to take the risk of having a one road in, one road out, 
area to dump bodies. I don't think it's the road. Like, I don't think it's that aspect of the location. I think it's what is behind all these houses and that police never go out to this area. Like, they don't patrol this area. But then it's got to be somebody that lives there because they wouldn't know that otherwise. Yeah. But if you also take into account that when it comes to the Gilgo Four, that they were all taken in summer months. Seems like the killer is a seasonal hunter, if you will. Or maybe they only live there during the warm seasons. Well, yeah, that too. A lot of people It's like they're either only there. Yeah, they believe that maybe they're vacationing or they're only in that area around that time. So that's another part of the theory. There's another theory that the killer is a trucker that travels the country. There was actually, I couldn't remember what show it was. Was it Killing Fields? Hold on. Because I wanted to also watch that when I was doing my research, but I feel like it literally would have turned into like a three-parter because that's like all kinds of different things. It's like trying to connect completely other murders to possibly say that this could be the same killer. And it's it's worth watching. I just can't remember what it's called. It's also on Discovery Plus. I'll try to find it. I'll find what that show is called because I did watch it and it is fascinating and i'll still put it in the show notes i'm not referencing it specifically in this episode because like i said this would have been way longer if i was but it is absolutely worth watching and it is definitely interesting to think about but they you know the theories think that it could be a trucker that may find his way to new york um other similar cases have come up in other states like i said that lend credence to this theory because they have similar there's that murder highway in canada that yeah they're pretty sure it's a trucker Dude, there are so many killers that are truckers because it's easy. Oh, it's so it's easy. terrifying. Terrifying. Oof. Um, there's other theories like maybe they're a teacher or a fisherman that, again, it's just like seasonally. They're not always I there. I not think about that. Yeah. So someone who commutes out to Long Island, someone who's only in Long Island during the summer months, like we said. There's also another theory that the killer could be a police officer. Uh, yeah. So, after after Golden State Killer and yeah. a couple of those other ones mm-hmm. out there, was it the Southside Strangler? Was he also a cop? Or started as a cop? The, mm. Who's the one who started as a cop and got kicked off the force? I, I don't remember. I thought it I was the Golden State about. Killer, but may, I might be wrong. Or well, is he it was the called green... the East Area Rapist first. The Southside Strangler is another one. Or just, is it the Green... The Green River green Killer River is killer? the Golden State Killer. I know. That was one of the other names uh, for him. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, there's one where a cop was like kicked off the... F- I'm almost positive. No, I, mean, I don't know. But there I, is I'm one. almost certain I know what you're talking about. I yeah. can't think of what it's called, though. But I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, how yeah. many cops have gone around? And again, I know in this episode we're bashing cops hard, and I'm not trying to be a dick with them. I know they do what they do, but... Yeah. I have respect. I have, I have friends, stri- I have family members that are cops. I have plenty of respect for Absolutely, me too. But I will I also just, know when they're not doing their job. I just hate when they don't handle cases correctly. Yeah. Or abuse their power. Or abuse, and that's what I was about to and go into. Everyone does that. That happens in every Everything. profession. Yep. Everything. Every single profession. So, just to be clear. Absolutely. I'm just, we know that I'm just saying like that. that is a very plausible thing because we have seen many cops yes. that have done this. And take mm-hmm. that power that they have and abuse it yes. to this point. I mean, then they would be the example. first ones who would know that that's not mm-hmm. an area the cops go to. Exactly. And the reason that people think this could be a viable theory is because the women were all very street smart. All of them. And of the Gilgo Horan. You gotta Gilbert. be. Yeah. And it seems like they would have only been lured by someone who they could trust or 
felt like they had to listen to. So there's not really proof of that, but it's something to think about for sure. So there's also a theory that the Long Island serial killer could be linked to another set of four women that were murdered in Atlantic City. Shit. Okay. So all of the women were sex workers, just like the Go-Go Four. Four women again. This killer was actually given the moniker of the Eastbound Strangler because he lined up the victims so they faced east. east. I, yes. I, I remember this. Yeah. So these women were also strangled and they were found behind a motel in Atlantic City. These victims were found seven months before the first disappearance of the Go-Go Four. So 2007. I almost said 27. Like you did. <laughs> 2007. Numbers are hard, okay? Yes, they are. So many people believe that it makes sense for the same killer to move from Atlantic City to Long Island. So they believe that the killer is opportunistic and travels. That's kind of common with all of these theories, really. Um, so a woman named Pamela Cavelli said that she believed that she met the killer of the Atlantic City women. Her and her friends were at the Flamingo Hotel in Atlantic City, and there was a white male with greasy hair. That was literally the discernible features that she remembered about him. Gross. And he actually gave the women cocaine. So he started telling Pam how he hated women and started calling them all, quote, again, not my words, whores, end quote. And he even said that he had been accused of murder in the past. Psycho. So one of the main differences, though, between this um, is that the Eastbound Strangler left the victims out in the open, whereas the Gilgo Four were hidden very well. But a lot of that was just the environment. I was going to say the environment yeah. played a key role Mixed in with that. the burlap sacks because the burlap sacks made them blend in to the environment a lot. But there was like no effort of concealing these women. In the Atlantic City murders, so. But the fact that he noting. got away with four of them before they got found says that right. it wasn't and like they were four. Because I'm, I, I think they were unrelated. I don't. I'm trying to remember. Damn it! Why didn't I write this down? I think they were all the friends of Pam's when they were out. I'm pretty sure it was all the friends that she was with, and she had left. I need to figure that out because that's so bad if I don't remember that for certain, but I'm quite sure that that is what happened. So how the fuck one person did that to four women? I don't know. I, I think they would have been drugged if that was the case. They have to be. Um, the cases were also different because the Eastbound Strangler hunted for drug addicted women in vulnerable situations, but the Long Island serial killer groomed the victims. So like we said with the Gilgo Four, Took a lot of time on the phone, got them to trust him so that they wouldn't take their phones and or manipulated them, you know. So it was kind of a long game with him for those women. Yeah. <laughs> so that is what I've got, man. I there's so fucking much to try to compartmentalize in this. Yeah. You definitely needed to make this a two-part. I told you, yeah. I was like, once I like kept going on my notes, I was like, there is no way in the hell this is going to be one part. Not at all. Because there's so much information, and it is all, all important. Like, even though the theories, some people might feel like they're kind of off the wall, I feel like it's important to talk about them because we don't fucking know. We don't know who this is. So it is important to explore all avenues. Oh, absolutely. All theories. Because we don't know 
And every single one of them has aspects of it that make sense. Yeah. But I don't know. What do you think? What are your theories? My theory is that I I personally think that at least for Long Island itself, I mm-hmm. think it's one serial killer, in my opinion, who started in like the, you know, 90s. Yeah. Realized that their way of doing things wasn't working, so changed mm-hmm. their MO over time until it worked for them. Because you also have to think, you're getting older. Right. And you can can't keep up like we know yeah. I mean, even on our 30s like uh-huh. your body starts going downhill yep so say they started in in their 30s yeah by the time the last one was murdered i mean mm-hmm. you're well into your early 50s at yeah. that point and yeah. i just think that he got smarter and how mm-hmm. he basically would sedate them and i yep. personally think that he's sedating them because I, the whole thing with shannon in my mind, says that she had something yes. given to her. I agree. That I agree. she was at the start of tripping on mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. everything happened. And I think it made her paranoid. Because yeah. you know, like, when some people do weed and it makes them paranoid. Yes. And I want to point out, because like I said, there were some reports that she was bipolar. And I'm not saying that was anything to do with it. But what if she had an opposite reaction? It, and, that, and that's where I was actually going to go with this. Yeah. Is like, sometimes certain drugs will actually set off mm-hmm. your bipolar or, uh, you know, multi-per- multi-personality disorder mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And it will actually cause you to have an episode. Yeah. And I almost wonder if... Whatever she was given, yeah, caused her to mm-hmm. have an episode, but then also panic, yeah. And when you put that together, it would make sense yep. why she couldn't do anything but a one track mind, yes, and not know where she was and think that people were after her. Not saying that they weren't, but mm-hmm. like her driver and things like that, yes. you know, people that she already knew, yeah. And I just feel like these other women and and men, as far as I know, mm-hmm. um. I think he just got smarter. Yeah. And I hate saying that because I don't want to no, give him I agree. credit. And we don't mean it like that. We don't mean no. like we're admiring their serial killer acumen. That's not what we mean. It's just like they are being more calculated. Yes. Yeah. Calculated is a better yeah. term. And I agree. I think that I'm in a slightly different camp only because I think that Shannon, the Gilgo Four, and the six other bodies... Except, yes, the six other bodies were all the same killer. Mm-hmm. Um, the, maybe not all the six. Sorry, hold on. I have to get myself in line. I'm getting. Because I thought you said there were 16 by the end of it. There were, yes. I believe that Shannon Gilbert, the Gilgo Four, the John Doe, possibly the transgender um, female, and Jessica Taylor and the other Jane Doe with the skull and the teeth found, I think those were all the same killers. The Long Island serial killer specifically. Mm-hmm. I think the others were unrelated because like the time frame of when they went missing yeah. and where they were. Yeah. Stuff like that. So I don't know. It's just kind of my hunch, but yeah. And it just, especially with Shannon and the Gilgo four, there's no way. And They're all so similar. Yeah. How do you not yeah. connect all Literally five? Literally the only things that aren't the same with Shannon is that she did have her phone with her. 
and she wasn't in burlap. But again, like I said, and she wasn't she... lined up. But again, it could be that I'm so sorry, I didn't no, mean to cut you off. But it could just be that it didn't go as planned. I'm telling you, I guarantee you that girl was like, "Fuck you." Yeah, I'm bringing my phone. Yeah. I'm having somebody drive me, and you can right. deal with it yeah. after that. Like, and I think that whoever it seems like Joseph Brewer, the gentleman whose house she was at. I don't know because it's never struck me that he had anything to do with it, but he is the one that she went to meet. So if he was involved, but he wasn't the killer and they were manipulating her to believe that Michael Pack was out to get her so she wouldn't leave with him. Well, that's what I'm saying. And why is she tripping balls? Right. At your house. Right. Yeah. Like what's happening? Like why did she go from being completely fine? Mm Mm-hmm. To all of a sudden she's in this panic. Exactly. And what did you do to cause that? Right. Like, regardless of whether you killed her or not, right. you still had something to do with this. Exactly. And why the fuck did Peter Hackett have her mother's phone number? Know anything the fuck about it? He wasn't one of the people that called 911. He wasn't even the people that it was reported that she went to their house during the 911 yeah. call. She was on the phone. When she went to these people's houses, except for the last lady, because she had hung up. Right. When she right. left that first guy's house. But, but that's what I'm saying. I feel like those two men definitely had something to do with what happened to her. Yes. Either and they the did, fact- or they're all in fucking cahoots because they're this weird little cult place, and they someone else on the cult. island did it, and they're covering their ass. Oh, I, I don't doubt it one bit. I really don't. I don't know. In this case... Drives me nuts, man. Because literally, how in the fuck is there no idea whatsoever who did this? And the fact that neither, as far as I know, none of them were really investigated. No. Which is mind-blowing. They say that Peter Hackett was. I haven't heard anything that Joseph Brewer was investigated. I know. I don't know. And that's what I'm saying. Right. She literally was last seen at your fucking house, bro. Like, when he doesn't live... On Oak Beach anymore. He moved. Of course he moved. Because he doesn't want to be fucked with. Because Uh he knows he did something wrong. Uh Uh-huh. It's crazy, dude. Whether he killed her or not, he was still involved and he knew something was going on. Because I don't feel like he killed her. I don't feel like Joseph Brewer killed her. But they knew what was going on. That's what I feel Oh, I think they teamed up to drug her. Right. And then I think they knew. And the fact that she was found 400 yards from Peter Hackett's back porch... Are you fucking kidding me? And he's over here telling his mom, her mom that he gave her drugs to calm her down. First off, you never said anything right. about her being at your house. Exactly. And that, to me, seems like he's setting it up for when her body is found and if they do a toxicology report and there's something in her system. I've heard nothing about any toxicology. I was going to ask you if there's a toxicity report. Didn't hear anything. I don't know. If I find anything, I'll post it in the show notes. But of all the things that I went through, didn't see anything. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Well, I hope we can get it solved someday. I do too. So again, I just wanted to end with, I did the last episode as well, but if you have anything, if you're from the area, even if you were passing along in the area and there's anything that you know that you feel might be connected to the case, even if you feel like it is small and meaningless, please report it. Nothing's too small. Exactly. Because especially with possibly 16 victims. Oof. Many of whom are sex workers who weren't even being looked for. And yeah. these Jane Doe's and this John Doe, this toddler Jane Doe, they need justice. Oh, absolutely. All of them do. 
It is long overdue, and it can happen in this day and age. It can. So if you have anything, anything at all that you feel like could potentially be related, please call 1-800-220-TIPS. That's 1-800-220-TIPS. Please call it in, if anything. And if you have any theories of your own, I would love to hear what you all think. Hit us up. Seriously. I would love to know what you think, what your theories are, who you think could be responsible, what kind of a person you think could be responsible, what you think is related, what you think is not. Open it up. We'll post, like I said, the material on the Patreon too. Talk to us on there. Message us on social media. Email us. Anything. So send those over and then we'll do our normal spiel if you've got any case suggestions, any stories that you want us to tell, anything. Just email them over to in the nickel crime podcast at gmail.com again like i said find us on patreon we'll be posting more show information and then our patreon exclusive bonus episodes will just be blurred out if you're not a patron but you can still access our normal stuff we'll make that stuff public for the show notes and that's at patreon.com slash in the nick of crime and you can find us on instagram at nick of crime podcast all one word I'm Paul McCartney. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can also find us on TikTok at In the Nick of Crime Podcast. All one word. <laughs> <laughs> it feels wrong. Oh, no. It feels wrong. Oh, no. Because I usually say, In the Nick of Crime Podcast, all spelled together, no dashes, no underscores. Because people are kind of dumb sometimes. We We're not calling you. you guys dumb, but sometimes Some people. people think they're spaces. Yeah, you guys aren't. Explain people find us no problem. Absolutely. <laughs> Just had some people ask for clarification. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I really hope that you all enjoyed this two-part episode. I did. Thank you. I feel like Courtney was really into it because <laughs> she was getting mad at like any noise that was happening. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, my rage mode came out yeah. a few times. But I just really, really, really wanted to do a good job with this case and just I think you did. I think you did you. it justice. You did a great job. It hits close to my heart, man. I feel. Yeah. I feel. It just so much senselessness mm. for no reason. And I don't know what would get me more if it was one person that did all this or if it's multiple people in one area doing all of this. What is worse? And what if they didn't even know about each other. And they're just all randomly finding a spot. What the fuck is in the air <sighs> in Long Island? That's what I want to know. I don't know what would be worse in I my just mind. made my he- myself lightheaded. <laughs> <laughs> but holding your breath for a big... <laughs> I did hold my breath really hard. And then I was like, fuck, I'm going to pass out. Right. Oops. Sorry. Because what would be worse? Seriously. I- <sighs> yeah. If you live in Long Island and you are listening, please, God... What what is happening? Let us know. Like, seriously. Okay, okay let's finish here. this out. Uh, so, everybody, keep it creepy. Stay freaky. And we will actually see you next Tuesday. <laughs> see you next... Wait, I gotta say it nicer. See you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye.